Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and there is a lot of news happening. Uh, it's just been a busy last month and it keeps going. But first, as always, we got those numbers to talk about. Staying in first place for the third weekend in a row is Godzilla vs. Kong with 7.7 million for a total of 80.5 million. In second place is Nobody with 2.5 million for a total of 19 million. In third place is The Unholy with 2 million for a total of 9.5 million. In fourth place is Raya and the Last Dragon with 1.9 million for a total of 37.6 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Tom and Jerry with 1 million for a total of 42.5 million. So it was a very quiet week as there was no new releases, but Godzilla vs. Kong kind of did what it needed to do. It dropped less at 44%, but that still is a bit too steep. At this point, with only 20 million left to go, it should make it to 100 million, but just barely passed it. Nobody dropping only 5% is great considering it went on premium VOD this weekend for rentals. Now for the upcoming weekend, we actually have a very interesting one with the next wide release, Mortal Kombat, and it may fall victim to Demon Slayer. That's right, it's now a possibility. Thanks to Charlie Jatinder on Twitter, who mentioned that the pre-sales for Demon Slayer are already at 6 million for the opening weekend and could be on track for a 15 to 20 million opening weekend. If it does these numbers, then it's real close. But there are a few questions. First, we need to see how many theaters it actually opens in. And will theaters, seeing strong demand, add more shows? Also, other anime movies have had strong starts, thanks to fans, but then drop dramatically. For this to happen, it needs to be solid for the entire weekend. But yeah, Demon Slayer is not done, even if it does not take first place. If it can make enough, it could top the 800 as the number one movie for 2020, so something to keep an eye on. By the way, if you want to follow him, he is at mejat32 on Twitter. Now let's go to China, where they had an interesting weekend, to say the least. Opening in first place is the newest Detective Conan movie, The Scarlet Bullet, with 16.8 million. In second place was Sister, with 9.7 million, for a total of now of 119 million. In third place is Godzilla vs. Kong, with 6.9 million, for a total of 178 million. Opening in fourth place was the new Chinese movie called August Never Ends, with 6.1 million. And lastly, in fifth place, with 4 million, was the re release of The Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Now this was interesting because this re-release was botched very much. To start, the first issue was that the Chinese film board only approved the film's release on Wednesday for a Friday release. This meant theaters across the country had less than 48 hours to schedule showtimes and get their copies of the movies. Turns out, a lot of them did not get them until late Friday or sometime Saturday, including for IMAX. Because of this, they had to cancel some of the showings, leaving fans upset. It got to the point where on Chinese social media, Some theater chains had to post saying when they got their hard copy of the film and that customers could buy tickets again. As of now, the Two Towers is still set for a release on the 23rd. However, as of this recording, I do not know if it has been approved to be shown or not. Also, I have to wonder if they will extend the first movie's run by a few days to give fans more chances to see it. Looking at some worldwide numbers, Godzilla vs. Kong is now at 390 million. It has now passed a worldwide total of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Between Japan and China, Detective Conan Scarlet Bullet opened to 37 million worldwide. Leading up to its domestic release, Mortal Kombat is now at 19.2 million worldwide. I gotta say right now, it's not looking too hot for this movie, but we'll see. Tom and Jerry has passed 100 million, with it at 105.4 million, and Riot and the Last Dragon is just right under it at 99.7 million worldwide. 
for release date, we did get confirmation about F9 in China, and Universal has decided to release it early, coming out on May 21st. This is to avoid the movie style be coming out in early July for the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. Deadline is also reporting besides China and Korea. Other areas like Russia, Vietnam, Singapore, and the Middle East will also get an early release. I think this was the only move Universal had in playing it early. Besides last year fast movies, China and the Asia territory as a whole is the bigger market for them. Since F7, that's been the case. Another movie announced and set for a release date is Downton Abbey 2. It was announced this week and will come out this Christmas. While I am surprised about the quick turnaround, a sequel does make sense. The first movie did really well, so as long as they keep the budget in check, this should be easy profit. For theaters reopening, Governor Cuomo announced that theaters in New York can increase capacity from 25% to 33%, starting on April 26th. Having now fallen behind on California on increasing capacity, the New York chapter of the National Association of Theater Owners is asking Cuomo to increase it to 50% by Memorial Day and 75% by the 4th of July. I think for New York, those are very reasonable demands from NATO, I guess, as indoor dining can be as much as 75% now, so why can't theaters be 50% where you are eating and talking less? But as with most things in New York, it's up to whenever Cuomo wants to do it. Now let's talk about the new movies in development, and we start with Disney. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and looks like the run of Disney villains as the star of their own movies will continue with a live-action movie based on Cinderella's evil stepsisters. No, I'm not kidding. As for who has signed up so far, well, just the script writers, which are Christian Ruig and Annie Molmo. The writing pair recently wrote Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, which came out a few months ago. As of now, there is no plans for the duo to star in the film, and if they do so, it would not be as the stepsisters, as they are looking for younger stars to play these roles. Since that is the only news for the film, I expect this to be two to three years out at least, assuming it does come out. But what do I think of this? Eh... I mean, the only ones we have to go on so far are Melissa Fett. But they were able to make those work. I feel Cruella will give us a better idea of where this could go. Because how can you make a person that eventually wants to skin dogs to make a coat likable? Or watchable, I guess. You can even say that. Like, if I remember right, Stepsisters had no redeeming qualities. So it would be hard to make us root for them. Or, who knows, maybe like Cruella, it seems like they're trying to make films like Joker, but just more kid-friendly. Also for Disney and Marvel, they have now started promoting Shang-Chi with a poster, shots from the movie, and a teaser trailer. So far from what I've seen, it looks good, still set for a September release, and no mention of premiere access yet. Finally for Disney, or more specifically Lucasfilm, we got some casting announcements for Indiana Jones 5. Both Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen have joined the movie in what looks to be lead roles, though as protagonists or antagonists remain to be seen. Right now, Disney is not playing the movie, so it is still going up against Black Adam, and director James Mangold looks to start filming this summer. I think those are quality choices for the film, and it gives it some help, because with how long it has taken for it to come out, it's going to need all the help it can get to convince people this movie should exist. Sony has announced their director team for the Spider-Verse sequel. That's right, I said team because it does include three directors. That includes Kemp Powers, Justin K. Thompson, and Joaquim Dos Santos. Phil Lloyd and Chris Miller are still involved with the project, as they are writing the screenplay with David Callahan and our producers as well. My only concern about this is with three directors, is it not a uh, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing? I mean, I don't know how animated films are directed. And it is not uncommon these days, I've noticed, 
to have a directing pair for animated movies, so why not three? I think as long as the script is still great, the movie will be great, and Sony knows that. Universal announced a questionable movie choice this week, and that is the live-action film based on the classic game Rock'em Sock'em Robots, starring Vin Diesel. Universal will work with Mattel Films, as well as Vin Diesel's own production company, One Race Films. The movie is about a father and son who form a bond with an advanced war machine, aka Real Steel, kinda. No release date announced with it, but Deadline did mention that Ryan Engel has already written a screenplay, so this may be further along than we thought. So yeah, this looks to be real. I mean, if the budget on this is tight, it could work. Maybe. Also, another thing to worry about is the design for the robots themselves. The colors for them are iconic. And finally, for Warner Brothers, the next Mad Max movie, focused on Furiosa, has received financial incentives from the Australian government. What this means is that the movie will film in the country, and it's expected to be the biggest film filmed in the country ever. As for when they start filming, it's supposed to start this June, and it's still set to come out two years later, on June 23rd, 2023. For VOD Premium, let's start out with Amazon Prime Video which had a milestone of 200 million. It's important to point out that this is because Amazon Prime has hit 200 million subscribers, of which Prime Video is included. Though this makes them very close to Netflix, which had 204 million subscribers at the end of 2020. We will see if Amazon can overtake them by the end of the year as the biggest streaming platform. We got an update to not HBO Max, but HBO Go in the Philippines, since theaters are not reopening yet on Warner Media. We'll make One Woman 1984 and Tom and Jerry available on HBO Go at no extra cost. For One Woman, it will be available on April 21st and Tom and Jerry on June 4th. I don't have much to add here, but if you do live in the Philippines, there you go. Now let's get to the final story of the episode, and that is Sony Double Dipping. That's right, we thought Sony was done in the streaming wars after partnering with Netflix last week. But nope, they have also decided to partner with Disney Plus as well. Sony and Disney have reached a four-year agreement from 2022 to 2026 for their movies to eventually end up on either Disney Plus or Hulu. I say eventually, because Disney has bought the rights to the movies after they are done on Netflix. Also like Netflix, category titles are part of the agreement, so older Spider-Man movies, uh, Jumanji and the like, are now included. So how does the release strategy play out now? Not sure about catalog titles, but for new movies starting in 2022, this is how it will go. Sony releases a movie in theaters for its theatrical run. After that, it leaves theaters and goes on VOD and Blu-ray. After that, it will then go to Netflix for a period of time. Then after it's done on Netflix, it will leave that service and end up on either Hulu or Disney+. Plus. So yeah, you'll get the new Sony movies on Disney's streaming platform, but it's going to take a while. For both Sony and Disney, this is a good move. For Sony, this gives them more money out of their content without spending some to build another streaming service. Deadline is saying with both deals combined, Sony is making $3 billion over the next few years. That's pretty nice just for licensing out your content. For Disney, this helps them in two ways. First, after this deal, the only Marvel movies that would not be on Disney Plus are the Hulk movies from Universal, so it's an almost complete collection. Also for Hulu, this can bolster their film library. Disney is also allowed to air some of these movies on FX Network and Freeform, so for more of their traditional mediums, they get more content as well. Also, I should mention for Sony, they're probably not done yet making deals, as apparently this deal is only for US customers, just like the Netflix one. So we'll have to wait and see for Sony on if they make a deal with another partner international, or they could just build upon this deal 
with both companies and add more countries. But yeah, overall, Sony being real smart about this, and unlike Paramount Plus or Peacock, they don't have to worry about building a platform. They can just keep collect, uh, collecting those checks and making those movies. That'll be it for this week's episode of Bongs Off Receipts. Question for the episode is, would you go see the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the page is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Thank you.